Hello, God bless you and may heaven smile on your heart is my prayer. I'm none other than Herbert McLean, Herbie Mack. I'm the encourager. And let me tell you something. God is still up to something good. He's still up to something great. Though our nation is being tormented by human evil. Though our nation is being torn asunder by all of these massive shootings that's, that's killing one another. Terrible. Okay. Let me move. I can take some cover here. But I want to talk today uh, from the subject matter of human depravity. I believe that it is important for us to understand the wickedness that is inside of the human heart. I know, listen, 19 parents are grieving right now. I'm a parent myself. Let me tell you something. That is totally, completely tragic what has happened. My heart is grieved. My prayers go out to the family and, and, and all those who are affected, even, you know, the spouse and the family of the teachers that were basically trying to do the right thing and teach our nation and got killed in the midst of it. So give me one moment. I'm going to seek cover here. Then I'm going to secure my vehicle because I'm sure water is getting in it. Didn't expect it to rain. I'll be with you in one second. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. It started raining. I tried to get a nice, beautiful view, but it's okay. What's most important is the word of God. Again, I'm Herbert McLean, Herbie Mack. I'm the encourager. Whew. And I want to talk today about human depravity. What made that guy, if you're, if you're not aware of what's going on here in the United States of America, because I know many of you are in other countries, but here in America, we, we're having something tragic. A lot of mass shootings are taking place, and that's because of a lot of guns that's out there and a lot of negative influence. We know the world is ruled by demons. So we can expect things to get worse because it's prophetically subscribed in the Bible. But I want to make sense of what's going on from a biblical perspective. 
Because if you don't look at this biblically, you're going to be lost. You're going to lean to your own understanding. You're going to be in a state of confusion. But even in the midst of tribulation, God gives us a word. God gives us his word to comfort us as we're going through this. But I want to talk about uh, human depravity. If you have your Bibles or a piece of paper, you might want to write some of these scriptures down uh, because it's important. The first scripture that we're going to look at, we're going to see in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. This is the foundation of the corruption of human. This is the foundation of the corruption of the human heart. Is when Adam and Eve did what they did in the garden. They transgressed, they disobeyed God's word. And from that point, instead of original righteousness that would have been transferred to Adam and Eve's children, it was original sin that was transferred instead. And so we see this transgression, which plummeted the human race uh, into corruption. This is the foundation. Excuse me. Now, because of Adam and Eve's disobedience, every part of man is corrupt. Our minds, our will, and our emotions is corrupt by sin. We inherited this. That's what's original sin. We inherited this corrupt, sinful nature, which the Bible speaks of in the New Testament as the flesh. Some translations translated the sinful nature. This sinful nature was given to us by the human parents who is Adam and Eve. And we see here that every part of our body has been penetrated by sin to the core of our being. So everybody is born and shaped in iniquity. If you don't believe me, you can go to Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. It says, we have all become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like polluted garments. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind takes us away. Also, we see here that the Bible teaches that sin is by nature. Notice what Jesus says. Jesus says this. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. What we've seen in Texas with this mass shooting of the elementary school, which, which killed 19 students and I believe two teachers, we see the evidence of a bad tree. Jesus is talking about a bad tree. A bad tree is bad because its roots 
are bad. When you go to the root of the human nature, the root of the human nature is Adam and Eve. When they committed high treason before God, their nature, their human nature became corrupt by sin. That's the root. So when we see these fruits like massive shootings and uh, 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 abortion and, and, and all these other different issues that come up that are, that are wicked, that are evil, we're, we're looking at the fruit of a bad root in the human nature. Okay, and Jesus talks about it. All right. Now, we also see that the human heart is deceptive and desperately wicked. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Now, now that's, that's a good word right there because if you go to uh, if, you, if you go to look at what made this young man who committed this mass shooting at this elementary school and you try to understand what would push him to that point, what would get him to that, guess what? I don't care how much inquiry you do of the human mind or the human heart, who can understand it? You, you can't understand that, but you do have a sneak peek into the human heart by what God has decreed and declared in his word so that we can believe that by faith, amen, and we can prepare ourselves for the next fruit that bears up. Because let me tell you something, the human heart is desperately sick. It is wicked. There is no cure for the corruption of the human heart. In fact, Jesus himself says, I will give you a new heart. He said, look, I got to take that old heart and I got to destroy it. And I have to give you something constitutionally new because it is no cure for that wickedness. There is no cure for that corruption. We would never understand the depths of the darkness that's within the heart of a man or a woman that commits such an atrocious act as going and killing 19 elementary students who never did anything to him at all. Okay? So we see that in Jeremiah chapter 17. But we also see in Psalms chapter 51... Verse 5, listen what it says. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So that means everybody is conceived with a corrupted nature. We're, we're born into that corruption. Okay? That's why it's, it's necessary. It's important that we be born again. I don't want to go into soteriology i kind of want to stay right here on original sin but i have to say it that the only escape from wickedness is through the gospel of jesus christ that's why it's so important that's why he says look go to everybody and tell everybody 
this revelation that I've given you because this revelation will set you free. This revelation will help you understand yourself from a biblical perspective and you will begin to appreciate the gospel and the work of the Holy Spirit as he comes in and changes the constitutionality of the human heart. He gives you a new heart. That's why he says you must be born again. Also, we see here in Psalms chapter 58, verse 3, the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, speaking lies. Uh, you don't have to teach a kid how to lie. They will lie automatically. Why? Because it is in the corruption of the human nature, which is a sinful nature that is automatically pointed towards wickedness. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, the Apostle Paul says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. You know, you were dead. You were alienated from what is righteous and holy and right until the gospel came to you. Until you were delivered from that, until God's light began to shine in your darkness, that's when you realize, glory to God, that you were stooped and duped in evil. That's when you realize that Satan had a hold on you and Jesus came and rescued you and shined light on your sinful nature. Now you're no longer a slave to that sinful nature because you've been set free. That means you have a decision to make, but you still have the sinful nature, nature connected to you. It's as if you're carrying around a dead body on your back. Okay, that sinful nature is there until the day of redemption. But thank God for his grace and his mercy where the gospel came in and penetrated that original sin, saved us from the penalty and the power of that sin. And he and, and, and he promises to save us from the presence of sin. But right now we have not been saved and rescued from the presence of sin. We're living in a wicked generation. We are living in a generation where the human heart that is unregenerate is going to act out and is going to have spasms of evil and wickedness in ways that we haven't even considered. And the only reason it hasn't gotten as worse as it is going to get is because the Holy Spirit is restraining the man of sin. He's not allowing the expression of sin to take full course. Why? Because he's given us a chance to get it right. Now notice the Apostle Paul says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sin in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. I want you to understand that what happened in Texas, what happened in Little Rock, what happened in that mall, what's going to continue to happen, let me tell you what it is. It is the prince of the power of the air that the spirit is a spirit it is a wicked demonic vile spirit that operates in the sons of disobedience aren't you so glad that jesus saved you and and turned on the light so that you would be able to see that i don't want to go down that route amen there's some people who who sin viciously and there's some people whose sin is not as evident but let me tell you something before god that sin is still wickedness that sin is still evil and the expressions of evil it varies within the human yes the environment 
environment plays a major role. Yes, how people treat you plays a major role. Yes, you can have psychological and mental issues, but it's all a spirit. It's a demonic spirit from the pits of hell. So don't be surprised when the devil shows up because he's already operating in the sons of disobedience, which the apostle Paul says we once were a part of that until we became born again. That's why it's so important to become born again. That's why it's so important to preach the gospel so people can be saved and set free and healed because they have no idea that there is a demonic spirit running their life. They think that it's normal. They think that this is just the way that it's supposed to be because the knowledge of God has not penetrated their darkness. That's why he's given the church a commission to preach and teach the word of God. Mm, glory to God. Now, let's go to another portion of scripture. In John chapter 3, verse 19, it says, And this is the judgment that light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Their works are evil. That's why some people don't want to hear what you got to say. Because when they hear what you got to say, you have turned on the light and they can't help but to see their own corruption. And instead of humbling themselves and bowing to the majesty of our Lord, they act out in their wickedness and it becomes gross wickedness. It becomes evil on top of evil. Evil plus evil plus evil equals triple evil so it stacks up there is degrees in wickedness did you know that there are degrees in evil and sin and some people graduate in wickedness and evil quicker than others because of their environment helps to breed them that way. But either way, if you're unsaved and you don't have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have a spirit of disobedience that's ruling your life. And you have to submit and surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in order to come out from up under that bondage and be set free. The gospel will set you free from your own human corruption. Do you not know that the heart is desperately sick and wicked and evil and without a heart transplant which is called the regeneration in the spirit. Jesus says you must be born again. You must be born hallelujah from above. Glory to God. I feel God. Now notice here in John chapter 8 verse 34 it says and Jesus answered them Truly and truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Everybody who practices sin is a slave to sin. That means if you are a sinner and you're sinning, it's because you have been mastered by sin. Glory to God. The only escape from the mastery of sin is the majesty of Christ. The only escape from the mastery of sin and corruption is the majesty of Christ. That's good right there. In Romans chapter 3, Verse 10 and 11, the Bible says, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one, no one 
understands. No one seeks for God. Do you know that left in our sinful condition, we would not seek after the things of God or seek after the things that are right if the Holy Spirit does not make that initial first move and draw us. Hmm. That's why it's so good to be a child of God. And it's so great because you understand that when I was lost in my sin, Jesus, he stepped right on in, glory to God, and he saved me. He chose me. He found me. He sought me. And now that I see the beauty of Jesus Christ and the majesty of Jesus Christ and all that he brings to the table, I seek first his kingdom. My priority is what can I do, Lord, to please you? And he says, what I want you to do is I want you to walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, it looks like it's bad and it's never going to get better. But Jesus promises us that if we just hold fast to the things of God and we let our light shine in spite of being closed in by wickedness, he says that he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. And those who have faith, those who have died in the faith, those who have remained, we're going to be caught up together in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. This sinful nature, this corrupt heart, this flesh is going to be shed, and we're going to get a glorified body just like Jesus. Let, let me get back to the corruption of the human heart. We're trying to understand what's going on in the world. Why all these massive shootings going on? God, what do you have to say about this? And God gives us an answer right here in the word of God. So we won't be surprised when these fiery trials and these massive shootings and, and all of this different stuff take place. We're not going to be surprised. Yes, we're going to mourn. Yes, we're going to be touched by the infirmities of those around us. But we won't be surprised because God and all ready let us know that's why jesus said I, G, he didn't entrust himself to his disciples he says why because i know the human heart he said i know how wicked they're i know they're gonna turn away i know because they're wicked hallelujah so he says here in john no, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. They're spiritually discerned. These people that are, com that are committing these atrocious acts, they're not saved. They're not, they're not born again. They, they, don't, they don't understand uh, 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 what what good is because they are they are they, they are enslaved to sin they are enslaved to their corrupt nature uh, they are deceived by Satan they are blinded their minds are blinded they can't behold the glory of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ 
See, that's why it's such a great privilege to be saved. Because if you can understand the things of God, if you can spiritually discern the things of God, it's only because Jesus has touched you. Because Jesus reached out and he touched you. He chose you for such a time as this. Not for you to sit back and not say nothing, but for you to purport the message, for you to preach the gospel. Not your own version of the gospel. You need to preach what's in the book. Because there's so much in the book that we're not talking about because we're steady talking about stuff that's not in the book. And then we're wondering why people committing suicide, why people doing mass shootings, why people are doing that. Because the only thing that could change the constitutionality of the human heart is the gospel of God preached by the man or the woman of God with the conviction of the Holy Spirit that changes and regenerates and give you a brand new, brand new heart. Glory to God. Notice what he says here uh, in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. That's why people don't want to hear it. They want to suppress the truth because they want to continue to do their unrighteous deeds. But it takes somebody who has been emboldened by God and the grace of God in spite of the persecution that lies ahead, in spite of the turmoil that lies ahead and the tribulation that lies ahead. We are emboldened by God to preach the gospel because we know that the power of God is the gospel. The power unto salvation is in the gospel. And if we preach the gospel, people will be saved. We will see less mass shootings because their heart would change. It would give them some hope. Glory to God. But we see all of these heartless, godless families and these people that are being bred by demons and they're going out and they're acting out and they're doing only what they know to do because we are failing to preach the gospel. But this is what we need. We need the revelation of truth that our hearts is wicked. And unless God saves us and changes and gives us a new heart, we are out of gas. Notice here in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, the way is death. What made this man do what he did to those elementary students? I can guarantee you that that man thought that he was doing the right thing. <laughs> he, he thought that he was doing the right thing. This thing was premeditated. He took his time and calculated this wickedness. He sat down and had fellowship with demons. He sat at the table of demons. He fellowshiped with the demons that had him deceived to the point that he thought that he was doing the right thing and this was the right way to go. Because he would, look, this is what the Bible said. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, the way is death. The way is death. He thought that he was doing the right thing. Until you come into contact with the gospel, you are deceived to think that what you're doing is right. And it's not even right. It ain't right. It ain't right. Who has the authority to define what is right and wrong? The Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that defines what is righteous and what's sin. Well, if you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, who defines what's right for you? 
You define what's right for you. And if your heart is desperately sick and wicked and evil and vile, you're going to come up with the wrong conclusion, but you're going to think you're doing the right thing. Because it's deception. But Jesus Christ says, oh, I've come that you may have life. And have it more abundantly. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Glory to God. Let's go on. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Let me tell you something. The only reason I come to the book is because I know that I am a sinner, wretched, undone. And there is nothing clean and holy and righteous about me. I am as a filthy rag. My best work is like a minstrel rag. But the righteousness of God that's found in the Lord Jesus Christ, my God, it gives me hope. It, gives, it, it empowers me. Glory to God. It strengthens me. It emboldens me to preach the gospel. I be I don't care if nobody watch me. I'm still gonna preach the gospel because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm listening to my own self, and my faith is increased. I go to God because I know that my hands is unclean, and I need to wash them in the waters of regeneration. I only see that through the light of Jesus Christ that's found in the book. So that's why I keep going back to the book. I don't run to man. Because man can't help me. I got to run to God. I thank God that he uses men. Amen. But man is not my final result. Can't no shrink help me. Can't no therapy help me. It can only put a band-aid on a gaping wound. Glory to God. You can only give me enough medication so I can be comfortable in my corruption. But my God, I need somebody that's going to change my heart. That's going to change me. Oh God, make me pure. Make me holy. Wash me. Purify me. Make me over. Because I know that my heart is corrupt. Totally desperate and evil and vile. And if it's not by the Holy Ghost, there's no telling what I would do. Hallelujah. Bible says here in Romans chapter 8 verse 7, it says, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot submit it cannot submit to the things of God. God bless you, Donna. It cannot submit to the things of God. Listen, that's why he says you must be born again. Look, the Bible is true. It says your heart is desperately wicked. Who can understand it? There's no cure for the sickness of the human heart. You got to be born again. You need a brand new heart from Jehovah. You need a brand new heart from Yahweh. Yahweh got to make the first move, and he did by sending his son. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him. You won't perish, but you'll have everlasting life. I don't know about you. Do you believe him? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? Amen. Do you believe that he can change your heart? Do you believe that he can wash it? Do you believe that he can save you and he can regenerate you and make you new and make you fresh? Do you believe that you can do the right thing if you're empowered and enabled by the Holy Spirit? If you believe it with your heart and confess it with your mouth, my God, you're saved from that sickness. You're saved from that desperation. You found God. Hallelujah. And now he says what? Submit to God. You can resist the devil now, but you got to submit. 
But until you come into the knowledge of the truth in the face of Jesus Christ, you can't even resist the devil because the devil owns you because you're lost in your sin. You, your human heart is the direction of which you go. And it's evil, it's corrupt, it's wicked, it needs changing. So what caused this man to do the mass shooting? The same thing that caused the man to commit adultery. The same thing that caused the man to steal. The same thing that caused the man to rob. The same thing that caused the man to lie. It's just an expression of evil in a different way. And the only hope that we have from these expressions, hallelujah, is God. Shandibandiko. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 3. It's almost over. Romans chapter 3, verse 9 through 18. It says, what then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jew and Greeks, are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understand no one seeks God. All have turned aside. But let me tell you something, beloved. There is hope for the human race. The Bible teaches us about this depravity. So we would know from the depths of which we have been saved. He doesn't teach us this to condemn us because we're already condemned because of the wickedness. The state that we are born in is a condemned state. But in order to come out from up under that condemnation, glory to God, we have to believe and trust and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the finished work of Christ. And we have to accept the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Because let me tell you something, in the book of, uh, I believe it's Thessalonians or Titus, it's one of those letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to one of his sons, and he talked about uh, uh, him who restraineth the man of sin. He says, God... The Holy Spirit is restrained. In, in other words, he's holding back the full expression of evil that wants to take place in the earth. So if we're seeing an increase in mass shootings, if we're seeing an increase in immorality, if we're seeing an increase in the expressions of sin in our world today, what is that telling you? It's telling you that he who's holding back, who, who, who's restraining evil from his full expression, is getting a little bit more lax in his restraint, as is prophesied in the scripture. That is going to get worse. And our only hope of being rescued from this corruption is found in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And this is going to be the second to the last verse. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. What is faith? The King James says it like this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I say it like this. Faith is trusting God and trusting his word. Amen. Trusting God and trusting his word. 
because his word is his self. It's an identical imprint of God. You cannot divorce God from his word. <laughs> he is the Logos and the Rima. <laughs> hey, I almost got charismatic on you, but let me tell you something. Without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Look, wherever you are, wherever you are, you can turn. Whatever you do and you can turn. It might be dark, but you can turn to Jesus and he'll save you and he'll raise you from the dead. Listen, I don't know about you, but I love Jesus. I love the work that Jesus performed on the cross on Golgotha's hill. His active and his passive obedience that paid a sacrificial price for my redemption. Oh, glory to God. I thank God that he was raised from the dead because now I no longer have to be dead in my trespasses and sins because I'm raised with him. Have you been raised with him? Has your consciousness been sheared by wickedness the way you can't see? I speak the God of light into your situation that the light turns on right now. Mm. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit is moving upon you right now by the proclamation of this great truth. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Spirit is doing a great work. God is doing a great work inside of you. He's changing the constitutionality of your heart. Amen. Your affections are changing. Your mind is changing. Your emotions is changing. You're no longer held captive by sin and the corruption that lingers within because there's a new man. Hallelujah, that has been birthed into your life. And I speak exercise, spiritual exercise of faith right now that's strengthening you from the inside out. Glory to God. And I pray that the knowledge of God has increased in your mind so that you will not fear. Though sin is going to raise up his head in expressions that are so wicked and vile in the days to come. I pray that you are not disturbed, that you are not moved, that you are standing on the rock of Jesus Christ, that you know for sure that when you die, you too will be raised again, immortal, with glory, hallelujah, with the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's going to say, enter into my joy, which has been stored up for you. Do you know that Jesus went to prepare a place for you? Hallelujah. A place where sin's going to be no more. There's not going to be no more mass shooters. Ain't going to even be no graveyards there. Glory to God. No funerals. Can you imagine life with no funerals? Hey, glory to God. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great place. It's going to be paradise. God promised us that. He gives us that encouragement so we can keep going in spite of the fact that these demons down here aren't playing. But we got to be of the kingdom of God and we can't play neither. And the way that we do war, the way that we win souls to Jesus Christ is if we open up our mouths and proclaim the true gospel. Not this fake, false, phony junk that they got going on, 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 on with these false things 
these pathetic things. Look, if, if y'all, it's in the book, it's in the book, it's in the book. The for sure prophetic word, my friend, is in the book. It's in the Bible. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. All this other stuff, it's not, pro it's not prophecy. It's emotionalism. And then when things like this arise, they don't even know what to say. They blame God. Well, you know, God just took the kids, took them on home. The Lord took the little kids on home. <laughs> God didn't do that. God is not responsible for that mass shooting. God doesn't, God doesn't murder kids. God doesn't do that. Satan does that. And Satan and corrupt, wicked humans that are lorded and mastered by Satan and as a slave to sin. S Satan owns sin. Do you hear me? Jesus owns righteousness. Satan owns sin. So when we're doing sinful deeds, it's because we are under the mastery of Satan. And when we're doing things for God, it's because we have allowed God to be the Lord over our lives. Listen, is Jesus Christ the Lord over your life? Has the constitutionality of your heart been changed by the work of the Holy Spirit? Or are you still lost? Are you ready to break down and break out and think that you're going to do the right thing by hurting somebody and killing somebody and shooting somebody or killing yourself? No, no. No, don't let the devil fool you. Don't let the devil trick you. Don't let the devil lie to you. Glory to God. Don't let your own heart, which is desperately sick and wicked, fool you into thinking that that is the right thing to do. That's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do right now, my friend, is to repent and turn from your wicked ways and turn to Jesus Christ. He's calling you by name. He's knocking on the door of your heart and he says, if you just let me come in, I'll get rid of all that depression. I'll get rid of all that stress. I'll get rid of all those suicidal thinkings. I'll get rid of all that insignificantness and I will give you a purpose, a meaning. I'll deliver you. I'll set you free. I'll heal you. I'll give you a purpose. Glory to God. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Glory to God. Amen. That's it. That's it. That's it. I've done what you said to do, Lord. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I've done what you told me to do, Lord. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Who were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. It is God's will, beloved. It is God's will right now for you to be saved. For you to be delivered. For you to realize the corruption that's in your heart that has been passed down from the first parents. For you to realize that and see just how, how, just how to the depths that Jesus went just to get, get you a new heart. He says, behold, I'm going to, he says, I'm doing a new thing. He says, I'm giving you a, a new heart. And see, this new heart is going to have a heartbeat after God. It's going to have an affection for the things of God. This is how you know you've been born again, because now you have an affection for the things of God. 
See, this is how you know the Holy Spirit is doing a work in your life because your, your mindset has changed now to where you can put your mind on the things of God. But when you're not born again, there's no way that you're going to be able to discern it. This could be your last opportunity to get saved. This could be your last call of salvation before something else expresses itself in gross wickedness and take us up out of here. You need to be ready. Hallelujah. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready right now. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let's pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, for the answers that's found only in your word. Thank you, God, for all of those vessels that you have commissioned who's preaching this great gospel to the world. God, I pray that we turn it up a notch. God, I pray that you embolden us to speak your word in truth and spirit. Lord God, we thank you for what you're doing. We come against the stronghold of wickedness in our city right now. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus. We, we declare light in these dark places. God, we, 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 we ask your Holy Spirit to move in. Hover over this city, Lord God. Restrain the hand of wickedness. Give us time to preach your great glorious gospel. Have mercy on us. And for those who's not saved, say it. Lord, save me. I believe you. I trust your word. Guide me to a Bible-believing, preaching, Holy Ghost-filled, tongue-talking church. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer or anything like it, glory to God. Welcome to the family of God. Thank you so much for watching. I pray that you share this broadcast. I've really poured out my heart in reference to this subject. Human depravity, total depravity. What made this man go and kill all these children? I'm telling you what it was. It's human corruption. And every last one of us got it. We just express it in different ways. But all oh, thanks be to God who sent us his loving son, Jesus, and the promised Holy Spirit who restraineth us from doing what we could have did or what we would have did if he had not been in our life. Hey, glory to God. Hey, I thank you for restraining me from expressing things that would have gotten me worse off than I am. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for watching. For more information about this ministry, to learn my statement or our statement of faith here at Prophetic Word of Faith Church, please do go to our website. It's right there in the description, www.propheticwordoffaithchurch.net. I'll see you there. God bless. Ooh, Shonda Boko. Ooh, I've been born again. <laughs>